it meant anything goes. Anyone could die, anyone could fall in love, anyone could die, anyone could fall in love, anyone could die, anyone could die. Concept was so cool. Agent Apocalypse. Concept was so cool. People couldn't believe it. They had to believe it. People couldn't believe it. They had to believe it. This is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I are covering Age of Apocalypse, the 90s teenage nightmare fuel that we all know and love, or at least are learning about. Uh, today's episode is about Gambit and the Externals, episode, uh, issue number one. And Gary, I'm, I mentioned it in the last episode, I'm fucking here for this comic, like purple prose, everything is, I'm just kind of super here for everything that was happening. If it was, if we were not doing this podcast, if this was a casual reading, Jay, I would have already finished Gambit and the Externals by now and left all of the other ones behind. So I probably, I probably would have read them all by now, but I like this as well. I actually like all three that we're doing mm-hmm. more than the one we just did. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, I think that the uh, side, the, these are three, at least for starts, three pretty strong uh, side stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Weapon X and Factor X are both pretty interesting to me. Uh, this one is really cool. I think part of it's a small team. So you don't end up with like, I mean, how many people are there on that fucking X-Men team? Yeah, dude, like 12, 16, something like that. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. This is a very small team. Uh, It is small in scope. We have a point of view character, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, which we don't get for a lot of these. Uh, Same thing with the um, Weapon X one. You know, like having a point of view character helps a lot. Yes. And um, also, it has Strong Guy in it, and I am—I have a huge affection for Strong Guy. Like, I—I just—I don't know what it is about that dude and his like humongous amount of muscles, but he just—he does it for me, Gary. I'm like, I'm into not like yeah. sexually. I mean, I'm sure he would if I tried sure. or asked, but like, it's—he's always been one he of my favorite characters. <laughs> yeah, Strong Guy's great. He has really interesting powers, mm-hmm. which I know that makes me a a, a kid, but I, that is a short circuit to me thinking a character is cool. Yeah, is if they have interesting powers. And like the idea of like whenever he gets hit, he gets stronger. But if it happens too much, his heart can't handle the strain. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, and a certain percentage of it stays. So that's why he's like always kind of low level, super strong. He's also like a really fun character in like, uh, you know, X uh, Factor. Yeah. You know, the, the Peter David X Factor. Man, you wanna, um, um, I love Gambit. Of you, you, casu- you just casually mentioned like X-Men Souls like games. Um, but like, yeah, yeah. imagine imagine like a class of strong guy, right? Where you can't get hit too much or you explode. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like you get stronger, you like get it's hit. a, it's a, it's yeah. a balance where you have to get hit, but you know, you, to get strong, but yeah, man, I, I don't want to, this is so off topic as to be, you know, a different zip code, but I've been playing that, uh, dark souls three mod, mm-hmm. uh, cinders, uh, highly recommended. Like if anyone's ever going to replay dark souls three, that is the way to do it. A million interesting little decisions in it. And one of the things is they introduce a bunch of new, uh, stone rings. So instead of just blue and red, there's a bunch of different colors. They give you bonuses when you're on low low on health. And they introduce a consumable that brings you to 5% health. So you can just activate them all at once without having to, like, play chicken with damage. 
you know, to like do red tearstone setups. And I haven't fucked with it, but I'm like, man, that is a really interesting idea that you can become this like super powered, you know, character with all these benefits through these rings, but you'll die in like one or two hits. You know, That's every time. fucking rad. Yeah. It, it, everything about it's rad. Like they introduce, um, like being able to refight bosses, like all of the mechanical things are, are added. And I don't actually like Dark Souls 3 that much. So the biggest thing they added that I'm like basically going through the game with is an unlimited use item that just summons a permanent solaire to come like basically <laughs> hang out with you and, and do the levels for you. Um, you have a solaire button. There's a solaire yeah, button. Sol- now. <laughs> there is, there's a solaire. It's a, it's a, it's a juice. It's like a thing you can drink to make a solaire. And, uh, <laughs> the, uh it's a, it's a it's soup. Gl- you mean, it's gotta be a soup. Like, right. Like they had to do that joke. It, it's a, it, it has it glitches in interesting ways because you can, uh, they, you can summon him from anywhere. If he's already there, you can summon him again in case he gets stuck, right? But if he's on a ladder and you summon him, he'll be climbing a ladder in midair. Oh, I love it. I love you it. summon him again. Yeah. It's so glitchy. Like, I did the first boss, and it made a duplicate Solaire and one that was frozen in mid-dodge uh, roll. Perfect. And it just looked incredible. Like, Perfect. It's, it's a really fun mod. Um, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying my time with it. I'm going to play a lot of it later, and I can't wait to put it out. Uh, for patrons, if the uh, if the next gen consoles don't come with controllers that just have a Solaire button, I'm not buying any of them. Like not a mm. single single. Like I don't. If there's yeah. no Solaire button, there's no sale. Is what I'm saying. P.S. Solaire is what I want. <laughs> the, the Play Solaire, Play Solaire Five. Honestly, <laughs> what I, want I want I want the the XMB, except I want it to be a Solaire media bar. I just want the whole yeah. interface to be <laughs> Solaire. Solaire. Yeah, Solaire. Um. I, I understand Solaire is like the big meme and everyone's like, oh, Solaire is actually not that good. No, he's real fun. He's super great. I like that. Yeah. yeah I like that doofy, doofy guy. Um, that dude straight he, up flirts wonderful. with you in Dark Souls 1. It's awesome. It's it's really great. Yeah. He's got that coy giggle. Uh, speaking of coy giggles. Ooh. Gambit. Gambit. Um, so uh, we got a new, new team mm-hmm. on this in terms of art and writing. Uh, as we mentioned, this is uh, Fabian uh, Nightsiezza. I've never known how to pronounce that name and i apologize i'm not doing it intentionally i have disrespect um and then the artist is tony daniel um who i was not really familiar uh with uh this guy um this is this is very uh 90s house style mm-hmm. um kind of in like the pointy face school of 90s yeah. x-men mm-hmm. art um but i like it i do too. like uh, i like it a lot yeah, it's a, yeah very detailed um but clear blocking like it is fairly easy to tell where people are. Good dynamic poses, you know, pretty decent expression work. I um, you can't really see it in the on the cover, but when you get to the first page, uh, part of Jubilee's design is have she has little X wings coming off of her shoes, and uh, mm-hmm. I just yeah. wanted to, I just wanted to mention this because Autumn has a pair of wing shoes like this that she uses oh. for, for Mardi Gras, <laughs> but it was it was super <laughs> surreal seeing like. Oh, Jubilee has these shoes that Autumn bought twenty or bought in like literal twenty twenty to go to Mardi Gras with. So <laughs> hmm. it's uh, it's coming back. So yeah, we um we we start out with Jubilee. Um, she's she's on the run. She's thinking back to her sixth birthday, uh, where she was celebrating with uh candles and birthday cake while Apocalypse was dropping atomic bombs on America and, and took away everything. Um, yeah, she's on the run because she's stolen some medical supplies and she's being chased by the, uh, by apocalypse's infinites. And, um, we're going to have Please this prelates. No, she says infinites. <laughs> I That's know. I'm just she says infinites. Now. No, I know. I just, I just gaslighted you softly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, with my song. <laughs> what uh, is that guy's <laughs> name again? What was it? What was it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, um, uh, and she sees a wanted poster for Gambit. 
uh, in this world, like they're really leaning into the gamut, like Robin Hood mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. And Jubilee's like internal monologue is like, she regrets the decision. You know, uh, she talks about how she like gets a choice. Like when you, in this world, when you're a mutant, um, you, they try to recruit you. Like they basically come to you and they're like, Hey, do you want to work for apocalypse? And if you say no, you become an outlaw and they try to kill you. Uh, so that's what all the X-Men and all these freedom fighters are. Yeah. Um, Gambit basically recruited her, like live on the edge, uh, rob from the rich, give to the poor, help out the humans, mm-hmm. you know? Um, she mentioned Everett dying. I would have the chance to fight back. This is sync, uh, from okay. generation X. Is that Everett? Um, I believe. Okay. And, uh, we don't, we don't get to see Everett. He showed up in, um, generation next when they talk about the chrono variant mutants. Okay. Uh, because Everett can copy any mutants power. So he would be able to do time travel. Oh, yeah, that uh, makes sense. He was, he was eliminated. So nice little bit of uh, continuity. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. The infinites, or uh, what she calls goose-stepping infinite march-along. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> she's going to call them, like, different varieties of geese or goose throughout this, which I can kind of get behind. Like, I'm kind of into this. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels very uh, 2020 anarchy, kind of. Kind of. Well, yeah. Well, And then Strong Guy calls them brown shirts. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, th- yeah. this is the comic that is is underlining the fascism part of this mm-hmm. um and yeah so as she is about to face off with them her her teammates show up and um strong band just smashes one into the ground and then um the other guy whose name i have totally forgotten some sunspot uh, uh sunfire starts, or sunspot sunspot yeah. yeah starts shooting people yeah. with um the black solar rays that slice through the cold Manhattan air. I'm like, how good is that? It's good. They, they also get brutally engulfed within a miniature black hole. Yeah. Like, dude. His, his powers do a lot of stuff. Love it. Um, yeah, this is, this is good for uh sunspot as well, because I think that the costume design here is taking, um, some cues from Rainfire. you know, rain fire. I don't know. Uh, this was, I was reading X-Force at the time. Oh, when this came out, I was a big X-Force guy. Uh, and that's what this comic is, is based on, even though it only has a couple characters uh, in common with X-Force. And uh, Rainfire was the leader of the Mutant Liberation Front and was this weird alternate version of Sunfire, like a split personality or something. I don't remember all the Rainfire uh, continuity um, of this, but I think that's what this is referring to. Like, this is, is okay. kind of evil form from that. Um, I do like it though. Like it's, it's, it's got some red, like fire stripes and blades going every which way. And his hair is all going crazy. And he's got like this black solar rays mm-hmm. coming off of him. All oh, that shit's just dope. It's very good. Cool design. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, both strong guy and sunspot are like concerned about Jubilee's well-being, And we get our first kind of example of you don't have to baby me all the time. Like I'm, I can take care of myself. Um, like this is going to be a running theme of Jubilee being maybe just a little bit too young and a little bit too reticent to be on this team. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, so, uh, they, they, uh, kind of reflect a little bit on their situation and start making their way through the city, um, past Apocalypse's gigantic boot shaped eyesore. It's like a white castle in the middle of Manhattan. It's horrible. Um, like and, the, uh, like the, the burger place, the white castle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know how ugly those things are? Like how you have a normal city with regular buildings and you put a white castle. What if, right uh, in the middle of it? what if the only building available was an old pizza hut and we had to put the white castle in the old pizza hut? Would that be better or <laughs> would that make the, the white power? castle better or worse? <laughs> Imagine living in an abandoned white castle. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so they, they talk about, uh, they're making their way towards this area and we're getting a little bit, I mean, the reason why this is a, a good comic in comparison to the rest of them is because it's spending some time on world building and shit. Yeah. 
you know, like, uh, you know, for, for as much as I don't love Fabian Nightsiazza, like he's doing good work here. Like he's talking about, um, they're heading to this place where, uh, the temple of human redress, which is, uh, when you're human, you're, you're second class citizen. You're not officially being called. That's a secret. Um, you're supposed to have this ability to kind of, uh, submit your complaints, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, to the government. Um, they know that it's, it's all fake. Um, you know, it's a lie, but, uh, they're still trying, yes. you know, and this is the, uh, the building in which the human rebellion operates in secret under this government building. Yes. Uh, and they show there and we see the humans and they're just, they look like Morlocks. Like they're all in rags. You know, it, it's incredibly, uh, rough stuff. They don't get haircuts like the X-Men do. Yeah, it's it's uh, quarantine they, they, humans is what we have down here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, they're a nest me. of six pillows and blankets. <laughs> it, exactly, there's reading Age of Apocalypse. It's recursive. Um, the uh, <laughs> and uh, they get there and we see their le- leader who is uh, Leela Cheney, um, who is the other X Force uh, character who's kind of tied to this. Yeah, and she's human right now. Uh, like the the thing yeah. in this comic is she starts out as human, even though pretty much anybody reading this would be like, well, that's that's not right. Um, yep. And um, they are uh, there to deliver medical supplies to the humans and also meet up with their boss, a.k.a. Gambit. Yep. Man, imagine Gambit being your boss. Jesus Christ. Like, would you ever go to work? You'd just be like, nah, Cher. I, did, I, was, I was balls deep in, in, a, in, in your mom. And he's be like, respect, yeah. Cher. Respect. Respect, mon ami. You had to go to the sexual harassment seminar to learn how to do it. <laughs> harassment much to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, so they, they head down into their, like, secret tunnels uh, here to to make it uh down there um this is the morlock tunnels yep. the legend has it that a tribe of disenfranchised mutants live down here um and uh they head down there jubilee makes some light which they call a path what because that's the sound effect i don't like that nope. um and then uh they see magneto uh down here uh and magneto's real aggro looking he uh, looks he looks for, very like he looks like he's about he's ready for a fight um and yeah. i guess there's some bad blood between the externals and the x-men because everybody draws down um including like you know uh sunspot and jubilee and everybody's getting ready for a, a big old fight when gambit shows up strikes a match and is like he eric didn't come down here looking for you guys he came here looking for me like we have business together yep uh and uh he, you know, real, really leaning into the dialogue, uh, which I love it. Um, we learn a little bit about Gambit's uh, backstory here. Um, he was adopted in the Thieves Guild under Cassandra, but a Holocaust uh, slew uh, that guild, uh, the immortal benefactor. So if you remember the Thieves and Attassins, yes. um, mm-hmm. you know, Holocaust took care of that. So he fled. That is probably why uh, the group is called the Externals. Yes. Uh, because of, you know, Cassandra being an external. Um so he fell in love with Rogue, she married another, and he then became this kind of Robin Hood character. Yeah. Irritating mosquitoes biting on the corpse hide of the Empire. Like, very, yeah. very, very over the top, and like, I don't know why this works so much better for me than the Lobdell stuff, but man, like, this really fucking works for me. I was yeah, having... I, it's better, I, was, I mean, it's just, it's just better, better. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, um, it's still purple prose, but it's it's a little bit better. 
So we, we jump over to our, our villains. Um, this is uh, Richter. Uh, so everybody yeah. knows Richter. He can make earthquakes. Uh, Richter is like a, you know, kind of middle management dude and has sent out this team of people to get Jubilee. But of course, Jubilee and the externals got away. So Richter is saying, you know, well, the prelates are here. Like, and if I catch the externals while they're here, I'll get promoted. Like he's just, he's just yeah. straight up middle management guy at this point. He's a muder or muder. Uh, we don't know what that means exactly, but that's his right. Okay. This is the other tied X, X-Force. Like, there's only three X-Force characters in this, which, like, I mean, I, I think we talked about this when we set up the thing, but it would have been, if you were just reading X-Force, you're like, yeah, I fucking love Cannonball and Cable and, like, you know, Domino and stuff. Like, this would be a real kind of kick in the dick. Yeah. To be like, oh, here's three characters you like and a bunch of X-Men and an X-Factor member. Yeah. You a know? bunch of, like, D-class X-Men. <laughs> so, congratulations. Yeah, exactly. You know, um... So they're going through the uh, the tunnels, and they're going to sections of the tunnels they've never seen before. Yeah. All based on uh, codes that Magneto has obtained uh, from somebody somewhere. He won't tell them how. Uh, and here it's revealed that Gambino and Gambino. Did I just say Gambino? You Jesus did, you Christ. Did, you just call him Gambino. I called him Gambino. Uh, I t- in my defense, yeah. I don't mean childish Gambino. I literally just bought a cake for our wedding anniversary <laughs> at Gambino's. Gambino. So don't. I've just okay. had it. <laughs> um. Gambit and uh, Lila Shinny have a relationship together. They they are lovers. Yeah. Yep. And also we get a little bit of a subplot here where Strong Guy does not like it. Yes. When uh, Lila Shinny uh, is flirting with Gambit. Um, we find out Strong Guy used to be her uh, bodyguard when she was a musician. Yes. We'll find that out soon. Uh, Gambit is just like, you know, you're surprised. I hooked up with Lila. Boy needs loving, you know. Yeah, good stuff there. Uh, so, good stuff. Yeah, I don't need a stuff. woman. I need loving. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, need, he needs loving. Uh, Gambit gonna get rid, um, you know. So uh, they're kind of uh, kind of verbally sparring mm-hmm. um, here, and they uh, they make their way in. Um, Sunspots like this is definitely a trap. Magneto says it might be, and that's why I'm coming. Like I'm gonna expose myself to the same risk that you guys are. Yeah. Uh, the man who told me about this, uh, you know, and provided me the means of breaking into it, was uh, Ensabarnor's librarian mm-hmm. uh, here, which I think is Peter Corbo. It is Peter. Corbo. Uh, we'll meet him in a minute. Yeah. yeah which is mm-hmm. you know. That's a deep pool. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very much a deep pool. And, and uh, yeah. it's fun seeing him just pop up in this weird kind of librarian role. Um, Mag- Magneto says that he can trust Peter Carbo because he um, saved his life once. And we, it's real that Lila Sheeney is also somebody that Magneto saved. Like when she was a kid, she, he pulled her out of the um, asylum. So, yeah. Yep. Um, and she's like, that don't impress me much. Yes. You know, what What have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she picks the lock. You want to you wanna throw any Shana, more Shania Twain songs in there? Like That's, you... all, that's all the Shania Twain I got, man. <laughs> uh, impressing me not... I get that song stuck on my head with uh, alarming frequency. <laughs> like, for some reason, not a big Shania Twain or Shania Twain fan. Like, Pocket will jump up on a counter. I'll be like, that don't impress me much. <laughs> that's very funny to me. <laughs> I, uh, I listen to, brain, man. I listened to a random episode of uh, Song Exploder with Shania Twain on it because um, she Johnny Cash apparently covered one of her songs um, right before he passed mm. away. And she sang at his funeral. And then she decided, with the family's blessing, to mix her version of the song and his version of the song together and release it as a single. And they did the, the song exploder episode on that. And, um, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's like that chick is kind of surprisingly woke in a way that I didn't expect from country singer Shania Twain, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like, yeah. 
her voice and Johnny Cash's together as they were playing clips through it, like Song Exploder does, I was like, this, there's no way that this is going to sound good. And I was like, <laughs> at the end, I was like, yeah, just, mm, just yeah. Mm, 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 I will take mm. one or the other, but the mixture of these two things do not does not work for me. So, yeah, yeah, well, uh, so they break into um, this room, which is the super science lab of Apocalypse. For some reason, he doesn't keep it in his crazy tall tower. He keeps it in the tunnels of Manhattan. Which, whatever. Okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, they open it up, and it they don't really show the scale of it uh, here. But they say it is uh, several stories high. Yeah. You know, of just kind of like tech mm-hmm. uh, here, you know, which is cool. Like, this is a big find. Uh, Never before has this ragtag band of misfits and outsiders felt so small, so very insignificant in their entire lives. I'm like, is there like a 77 inch, like 4K TV in there? <laughs> like, what are we, <laughs> what kind of technology are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, they get there, they think it's a trap, and it turns out it is. Uh, there are a bunch of the Madri here, which is one of the, you know, the uh, my favorite little pot beats from Age of Apocalypse. Something I always remember is the fact that they got multiple man and they manipulated him into becoming a religious cult. Super fucking um, all cool, of dude. Them, all I love himself, it. Which is super cool. It's just super fucking cool. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, so they uh, they fight off the Madri for a little while. In this universe, instead of throwing cards, Gambit throws little blades. Edgy. Um yeah, you know, make sense. I guess it didn't make that much sense for him to throw cards in the first place. I mean, the only thing I got uh, is cards are cheaper than blades, but like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? Like, you can pick up a deck of cards well, anywhere, so. Gambit needs to learn about Dollar Shave Club, and then he can, <laughs> can get cheap blades whenever he likes. Gambit say, me undies. It wicks the moisture away, share On the outside <laughs> or the inside. <laughs> Instead of do moisture being wicked to me, it get wicked away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh man yeah. he also he gets to do some cool like edgy internet atheists where he says sketch yeah you know how i am about religious in general yeah religion in general so he does not like religion uh, of course he does throw in there um so they they're basically starting to fight these bad dry when magneto says actually like i i will take care of this you have another job to do like we, we're here for something else like you guys need to let me handle this um and we get some more like fighting back and forth and things like that before they finally knock some of them uh of these uh, mad dry out but not all of them yeah and the little characterization bits is that uh jubilee knocked them out without killing them yeah you know uh and leaves them breathing you know and gambit approves of this Yes. Like them being being merciful, you know. Here, um, Magneto runs into Peter Corbeau here, um, you know, who he had contacted because it's a desperate situation. Um, you know, they don't have very much time. More Madri are coming, and Magneto explains about their mission. Uh, they have to go grab the McCran crystal. Uh, they've been looking. Corbeau has been looking for this place called Shi'ar Space, the Shi'ar Galaxy. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Apocalypse. Uh, his celestial ship was destroyed years ago, and this is the remains. Um, so they can learn about the Shi'ar uh, to go steal this gem in outer space. Yeah. It's a heist movie, uh, Gary. We're getting the game back together for one last caper. Um, exactly. So uh, before they can get into outer space, which, you know, Lila is immediately like, there's no way I'm going out there. Like there's, uh, but Magneto says, actually, you're going to be the one taking everybody on this journey. And it's revealed that uh, at some point in the asylum, she was scared from her dormant mutant properties. And so she blocked herself off from them. So they're going to put like a PSVR headset on her and show her that Resident <laughs> Evil kitchen demo yep. and be like, <laughs> All right, all right I'm good. I'll, into- I will teleport out of here if you just make this this thing go away. So yeah, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it, what they what they give her, they show her cybernetic a cybernetic link to the chamber's navigational charts. When you see the stars, your self-imposed mental blocks will fall. Yeah, of course, that's the I way it works. Why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at a poster you buy in the NASA gift shop mm-hmm. basically awakens your uh, your mutant powers, but it does. Um, she can now do because Leela Cheney, for people who don't know, her whole thing is she teleports, but only really long distances. Yeah, uh, she can't teleport across the room like Nightcrawler. She can teleport like planet to planet. Um, so uh, they think it, it's killing her. It is ripping off all of her clothing for some reason. Hell yeah, it is. Um, yes, <laughs> like <a> really. Uh, <laughs> I would have done this years ago, Sherry. <laughs> it's just uh, it's it's a it's a bizarre move and nineties and cheesecake. Um. You know, but this is, uh, as this is happening, you know, she's, uh, they're, they're talking about stealing the jewel. She's getting her powers and they get attacked by an earthquake. And it's Richter showing up with an incredibly wide hex and incredibly, uh, thin wrist and just like real weird art, uh, shirtless with his gang of infinites. This dude is definitely having to get custom tailored shirts. Like you don't, you don't go from like a 27 W to like a shoulder width of 176 without (laughs) having to make a phone call to a tailor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's also, uh, he's got Anthony. He haircut with his like twin braids in the back. Like that. Make a quake, make a quake now. (laughs) Give it a quake. Um, and they, they start, uh, you know, this is where Magneto's like, I'll take care of Richter. You know, get the hell out of here! Like, go oh, yeah, get okay. the. Uh, I, I the jumped job. the gun a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, and yeah, this is Magneto is basically like, oh, these guys are nuisances. I can handle that. While you go, you go teleport. I will just shout out that uh, Jubilee says "sickum hunk" at one point, which is like kind of part <laughs> yeah. of my brand. So very good, Jubilee. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. At one point, Jubilee uh, threatens to send a feet pic, <laughs> which is part of your brand. And, yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. We don't so. choose our brands, Gary. Our brands choose us. <laughs> just, just know that. <laughs> it's like how you, you should be suspicious of anyone who chooses their own nickname, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, Leela Cheney, uh, starts, opens up a portal. All the externals get sucked in, uh, to get sent there. And, uh, Richter chases them and jumps in the portal. Magneto tries to stop him, but Richter has gone along with them. Yeah. Um, and teleported along with them. So he's going to be chasing them as they do this caper. Love this, um, the split panel of Magneto's face where you just can't see his nose, but you see like all of the weird connective tissue between his teeth. Like I know that's <laughs> supposed to teeth. be saliva, but like that definitely just looks like tissue. It looks like a white tissue. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah his, his teeth are, are gooey. Yeah. His teeth have gotten no, kind of melty in the, like, it's like when yeah. you kind of half bake <laughs> cookie dough, you know what I'm saying? You don't finish oh, it. Oh man. Yeah. You get that crispy outside with that real gooey inside. That's Magneto's teeth right now. That is Magneto's teeth. Uh, that's what they based it on when they made the cookies. Yeah. Um, so then that's basically the end of the, the issue. Like Magneto soliloquies a little bit longer. Yes. Uh, here, but we, we got our setup. Magneto is going to hold off everybody and go back to his business. Uh, and the externals are off in space doing Shi'ar shit. Yeah. And, uh, but in an alternate universe. And Corbo, um, sets a self-destruct sequence on this science lab. So, uh, Apocalypse is going to find out about it and probably kill him for doing so. Uh, but at least he won't have his science lab. And that's how C- Peter Corbo gets his own back against, uh, Apocalypse. Yeah. Yep. I can't wait to see how the death of Xavier affected such, uh, super guardians, uh, stuff. And uh, Neosaur. Yeah, you think you think you think Lalandra is just going to be real horned up? Like she's just going to be yeah. like, man, I wish I could find one bald guy in the universe to really satisfy me. Why? Why do you think they sent Gambit? 
Like they just know that Lilandra has not gotten laid in 10,000 space years. Dude, uh, Lilandra is like space Karen. Like Gambit's going to show up with some seasoned salt and some cayenne pepper. And she's going to be like, no, thank you. I do not. I want to speak to a manager. <laughs> it's pink Himalayan salt share. I bought it from the airport. I'm looking for the Immacron crystal. I bought you other crystals in exchange. <laughs> crystal for crystal. Oh, dude. That's a Gambit way. I uh I know um, you're I know you're a, a reality food television show junkie just like I am. Um, I, I am. I was watching Top Chef recently, and it's uh mm-hmm. it's the it's the brand new season where they bring back some old contestants or whatever. And there's uh like one of the worst people I've ever seen on a reality show, and then um two of the women on it, uh, and they're apparently all bonding over their crystals, and so like they're all showing each other's each other each other their crystals, and like they're standing at a window, and finally like this obnoxious dude like turns around and he grabs his crystal and he's like alright guys these are all charged up let's just go have a good day and I wanted to <laughs> fucking strangle somebody and like no no shame at, at all if you if you're into crystals like that that's your thing I don't care like I don't but like the idea that this dude grabbed it was like alright it's all charged up let's go use them I'm like ah. yeah that, that, that's very like living a bad anime kind of thing to me like that's what that feels like to me. Ooh, not good, man. Uh, not good. Yeah, dis- um, dislike. If you don't like crystals, you can go to DuckVTV <laughs> slash Patreon, which I think is still a thing that would exist. Uh, donate a couple of bucks per month to us and get all kinds of cool benefits. You can also uh, rate and review the show on iTunes. That's a huge help for us. Um, and also just tell your friends. Like if you have, if you have, uh, you know, friends that are into X-Men, send them our way. We'd be glad to hang out with them. Yeah, yeah, we would really appreciate that. Uh, we want more people to listen to the show. Um, reaction has been positive. This change, we really appreciate that as well. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's probably about it. That's it. Uh, ha- have a good evening. Thank you, everybody. Take Stay safe yourself. out there. Absolutely.